So we'll take a, a deeper look at bacteria. So the bacteria in, in our gut, in our guts, most of those species are beneficial or at least neutral. So they don't cause us problems. We have pathogenic bacteria in the gut. Uh, they can also be called opportunistic bacteria, or we can also get infected externally with pathogenic bacteria. And the opportunistic bacteria, they are kept in check by the good bacteria, by the beneficial species. And when, when they're hit by, let's say, an antibiotic or inflammation or whatever kind of external or internal toxic insult, those beneficial species, their numbers can get reduced. That leaves us more vulnerable because they're protective. And this is where the, uh, the uh, opportunistic bacteria can overgrow, the yeasts can overgrow, or we can become more susceptible to the pathogens that come from the outside. There's a family of bacteria called Clostridia, and they have been receiving quite a lot of attention in terms of the scientific research in regard to autism. Now there's over a hundred species and most of them are non-pathogenic and some of them seem to be uh, beneficial bacteria that we just have, some people have in their, in their guts. But there's a few of them that are particularly harmful. Several studies have found increased or abnormal numbers of this family of Clostridia species in the guts of aut autistic children. And one of those studies actually found that gastrointestinal complaints in autistic children were significantly associated with Clostridia bacteria. And the thing about Clostridia species is a lot of them are resistant to antibiotics. This includes common ones that are used to treat ear infections in children. What does this mean? Well, if you have an antibiotic resistant bacteria in the gut and then you take an antibiotic, a bunch of bacteria will get killed, but the antibiotic resistant guys will remain behind. And they are now, they have more space, more room, to expand their population. So that is how these general broad antibiotics can cause problems for people. Part of why some of these Clostridia species are antibiotic resistant is because they have, they lay down spores, which are, as I mentioned earlier, they're like eggs, if you, you can think of them. And these spores are very resistant to heat, to antibiotics, uh, to the immune system. So you might do a course of antibiotics, kill off the fully grown bacteria, but the, when the spores are left behind, after a while they will hatch and they will start colonizing again. So this is why they can be particularly nasty to deal with. And there was a study in the early 2000s that found that the autistic children, not only did they have more Clostridia species and in higher numbers, but they also uh, saw that the autistic children had the spore forming species, whereas the neurotypical controls in that study didn't have any at all of those. So that's not to say that all autistic children have these pathogenic Clostridia species, but it is important to test for them. And of course, for other pathogenic bacteria, uh, I'm, I'm only focusing on Clostridia here because we have quite a bit of research implicating these in autism. And there is a test that I will cover in the next module called the organic acids test that will allow you to test specifically for some of these Clostridia species that are particularly um, pathogenic, right? Overall, uh, we already covered how, how dysbiosis and how pathogens can harm us. 
basically these pathogenic bacteria produce substances that can be harmful, not just to the person, but also to the other beneficial bacteria in the gut. This is why we need to identify them as soon as possible. And with the help of your practitioner, do something about them. That may be herbal supplements, or it may be antibiotics in some cases, probiotics in most cases. Um, but something needs to be done in order to remove the hidden stresses that these uh, harmful organisms put on the system. Now, there is a compound that some Clostridia species produce called P-Cresol or 4-Cresol, it's also known as. And here's a, a quote from a study that says, potential sources of this P-Cresol compound excess in ASD, such as gut infection, chronic constipation, antibiotics, abnormal intestinal permeability, and environmental exposure are being investigated. P-creosol may contribute to worsen autism severity and gut dysfunction, often present in autistic children. It may also contribute to a multi-biomarker diagnostic panel useful in small autistic children. So what the researchers are saying is that this P-creosol, which can be the source of which can be gut infection, uh, constipation causes more of it to be detected in the system and certain other factors, right, including environmental exposure, it can contribute to worsen autism severity. So the researchers are saying this. And testing for it in small autistic children, this may become a standard test eventually. I'm hoping in the future that the test that I will show you in the, in the next module, the organic acids test, I'm hoping that more doctors will become aware of this test and run it much earlier when autism is suspected so that if bacteria such as this, this Clostridia family are detected, they can be eliminated as quickly as possible. So at least one of those factors that could be contributing or, or at least worsening the kid's health can be eliminated, right? So this again, so P-creosol is also known as 4-creosol. One of the things it does very briefly is it inactivates an enzyme called dopamine beta hydroxylase, right? So this enzyme converts one neurotransmitter to another one. So dopamine, you may have heard of it, to norepinephrine. Now, this compound for creosol that the clostri some Clostridia species produce, it gets stuck into the enzyme, so it cannot do its job forever, basically. It's completely inactivated. Now, what this can cause is it can cause dopamine to build up in the brain and the central nervous system. At the same time, not enough norepinephrine is produced. It can lead to an imbalance of neurotransmitters. And I won't go into the details of why dopamine is harmful when it builds up, but it's, very, it's basically a very reactive molecule that when it builds up and then degrades, it can cause damage to other components of the brain and central nervous system around it. So this is just one of the ways that these Clostridia bacteria can create harmful compounds that can get into the, the brain and the nervous system. They can do damage to our enzymes and they can then cause imbalances in neurotransmitters. And anytime you have imbalances in neurotransmitters, you can have all sorts of behavioral changes, symptoms, manifestations, whatever you want to call them. So our key takeaway is that testing for pathogens with stool and urine testing is of utmost importance for your child's short and long-term health.